Good day, mates. My name is Steve Durr, and today we pick up the story of Jesus in John chapter 5. Jesus has been speaking to the religious leaders who were actively opposing him, and now he's going to reveal some witnesses who testify on his behalf, revealing who he truly is. And he's going to challenge the religious leaders to really believe what they say they believe. So let's listen in on Jesus' conversation with his opponents. John chapter 5, starting in verse 31 and going to verse 47. Jesus says, If I were to testify on my own behalf, my testimony would not be valid. But someone else is also testifying about me, and I assure you that everything he says about me is true. In fact, you sent investigators to listen to John the Baptist, and his testimony about me was true. Of course, I have no need for human witnesses, but I say these things so you might be saved. John was like a burning and shining lamp, and you were excited for a while about his message. But I have a greater witness than John, my teachings and my miracles. The Father gave me these works to accomplish, and they prove that he sent me. And the Father who sent me has testified about me himself. You've never heard his voice or seen him face to face, and you do not have his message in your hearts because you do not believe me, the one he sent to you. You search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me, yet you refuse to come to me to receive this life. Your approval means nothing to me because I know you don't have God's love within you, for I've come to you in my Father's name and you have rejected me. Yet if others come in their own name, you gladly welcome them. No wonder you can't believe, for you gladly honor each other, but you don't care about the honor that comes from the one who alone is God. Yet it isn't I who will accuse you before the Father. Moses will accuse you. Yes, Moses, in whom you put your hopes. If you really believed Moses, you would believe me, because he wrote about me. But since you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe what I say? How cool that we get to hear Jesus having this challenging conversation with religious leaders. In our reading today, it feels like Jesus is in a courtroom being accused of wrongdoing and being prosecuted. So he starts calling on some witnesses to testify on his behalf. Who are the witnesses that he calls on to testify who he is and why he has the authority to do and say what he's been doing and saying? He mentions John the Baptist, who pointed to Jesus as the promised one from God. He mentions his father God, who sent him. He mentions the miracles and his father's work he's been doing. He mentions scripture that points to him. Why does Jesus provide these witnesses? Remember, Jesus is the divine word, God the Son, but he's also a faithful, devout Jewish man speaking to his Jewish people and religious leaders. Therefore, because he's being accused of wrongdoing, he's following the Jewish scriptures. He's following the Bible, which his opponents say they highly value. And he's doing it to reveal he's not doing wrong. Let's look at a couple examples found in the first five books of the Bible, the Torah, the religious Torah, the religious law given to them by Moses. In Deuteronomy chapter 17, verse 6, it speaks about uh, the importance of having witnesses when you're accused. 
It says this, but never put a person to death on the testimony of only one witness. There must always be two or three witnesses. Later in Deuteronomy 19, verse 15, it says this, you must not convict anyone of a crime on the testimony of only one witness. The facts of the case must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So what's going on here? Jesus is following this wisdom from Scripture to provide multiple witnesses. One witness could lie, say whatever they wanted. Therefore, there should be more than one witness to uncover the truth. And Jesus is providing the most authoritative witnesses imaginable to back him up. He's, it's not required, but he's doing it anyway. So why does Jesus care about helping people see who he is, especially those who seem to oppose him? In verse 34, Jesus said, Of course, I have no need of human witnesses, but I say these things. Why? So you might be saved. Yes, Jesus is pushing back against the religious leaders. Yes, he's strongly challenging them. Yes, the religious leaders will one day be the ones to plot to have him killed. Yet, yet, Jesus desires that they may be rescued, saved, and follow his way and not their own. Oh, to have Jesus' heart of love for people, especially those who oppose us or even accuse us. Jesus' desire for people is to find life with him now and in the life to come, regardless of who they are or what they think of him. One way God got my attention in this passage was when Jesus spoke about scripture, the Bible. Jesus says in verse 39, you search the scriptures because you think they give you eternal life, but the scriptures point to me. Jesus is challenging a group of people who love scripture. They read it, they listen to it, they memorize it, they meticulously try to follow it and help other people follow it. They revere it. Jesus is saying, you've put your trust in the scriptures and not the one the scriptures point to. The Bible is God's inspired word to us that from the beginning to the end reveals the divine word for us, Jesus. This was a challenge for me. Growing up, I thought of the triune God as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Scriptures. <laughs> The Holy Spirit was left out. You know, the Holy Spirit was like that weird cousin who wasn't often invited to the party because he got things a little too crazy. But Jesus here challenges those who love the Scripture to not look to the Scripture for salvation, but to look to the one Scripture is pointing to. Yes, we should cherish the Bible. Yes, we should regularly read and listen to it. That's what we're doing right now. That's why we have these audio devotions, for sure. And yes, we should seek to understand and follow God's guidance found, found in Scripture, for sure. But here's the thing. I've been challenged again through Jesus' words to recognize that at the end of the day, the Bible is a life-giving signpost pointing me to the one who brings life eternal, the one who saves, the one that all of Scripture reveals. Jesus is my heart's destination. I love the Bible, but I worship Jesus the one scripture wonderfully reveals on page after page, which makes scripture so wonderful. <laughs> in this conversation, 
with the religious leaders. Jesus is wanting them to see that if they truly loved and followed the scriptures, they would recognize and listen to him. After all, Moses, the one they trusted, the one whom God revealed much of the Jewish scripture to and wrote it down, Moses gave them a heads up. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15, Moses says, it says, as Moses continued, the Lord your God will raise for you, up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. Moses here is speaking of Jesus, the promised one to come. So today, as we listen and learn from scripture, let's thank God for his word to us. Let's cherish the Bible. Let's engage with God's word more and more. But let us put our hope and trust in the divine living word, Jesus, to whom all of scripture points. Because Jesus loves us and desires that each and every one of us find life with him. And so today, how is God getting your attention? What do you sense God saying to you? What is he inviting you into? And what will be your faithful response? What will you do about it? Will you pray with me? God, today, we, we thank you for scripture. We thank you for your inspired word to us. It is such a life-giving gift. And may our desire for your word grow in us because our desire for you is overflowing. Then God, help us to learn to follow Jesus, to enjoy friendship with him, to love him, the one to whom all of the scriptures point to. Continue to speak to us today and thank you for your heart of love that welcomes each and every one of us into your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful day.